you know, this is Manchester United, Boot Vag Horse is being sold, and then you go online and, and it seems to be like, this is a good thing. You're like, it's not. Please stop telling me this is a good thing. It's not. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. So I'd say Michael Darren McCauley and Eamon McGee are with us. Inspired a bit by Eamon McGee's tweet, uh, it worries me immensely that there is young lads out there who swear by Andrew Tate and Jordan Peterson. There's the tweet on screen for you. Um, Eamon, what, what worries you about this? Uh, well, first of all, I have to say that there's a big difference between Peterson and, and Tate. Now, I think some people were saying that I was... Putting them in similar brackets, Tate's further, way, way further down the road than what what Peterson. Peterson was the was the kind of the start of this. It is, in my opinion, when you when you just keep keep the thing going now. But in terms of what worry the Tate thing is obvious because the stuff the stuff he said in terms of how he he kind of glamorizes you know misogyny and he talks about r- raping women um, with, with the Peterson now I, I just think that I kind of come into Peterson through a friend and I've listened to a few debates and all this and he's going to be a bit of a spooker and if, if young fellas are putting him in this bracket as a kind of a sage and someone that they can go to and someone that they take take life advice from, then you know that 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 worries me. And obviously the Tate thing worries me because he's just such a plonker and he just has really really toxic toxic views here. Yeah, if you if you look through uh, any of the young Irish actors or musicians or footballers or GA players, um, if you look who they're through their following on Twitter, um, uh, Tate's name pops up on a lot of them. Um, Michael Larry, you were happy enough to talk about this to us, as you were saying. Of all the nice things you've asked me to talk about over the years, <laughs> I've turned you down. But this one, you did want to talk to us about this. Um, yeah, yeah, for, for God knows God knows why. Um, but yeah, look, I, I, I think Eamon has points there. I think it's, uh, look, it, it's kind of missed my generation a little bit. Like I think lads in their 30s are probably more at home with themselves. They're more found, whatever, whatever their version of masculinity is. Um, and Andrew Tate hasn't been a big factor in our lives and it's only recently that we've started talking about him but it is worrying when you start talking to the younger people and when you start talking to people in their teens who are still finding themselves and Andrew Tate is big noise like like he is he is big noise and and people are believing what they're saying um, so I think look if, if anyone who's kind of spouting views like that like it, it, it just it has to be kind of, it has to be kind of clocked and watched, um, and I think I'd be very like you have to be very careful how you speak about it as well because I, like I know I know like at that age if you tell me not to listen to someone I'm going to listen to them even more I'm going to buy yeah. their t-shirt as well I would have been that that kid like so I think it just it just needs to be explained and talk through why people are why people are are listening to this dude and and just to, 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 to so people have a, have a an understanding of where these views are coming from and, and what nonsense it is yeah this isn't um, death metal or rage against the machine or something that you're being uh, told not to listen to where like uh, in, in at that stage most of those most of the message coming from that was anti-establishment this is actually a bit more dangerous it feels like yeah and I want to like I, 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 was, establishment. I think that's what you know, gets them towards the the likes of Tate and the way he talks about the, the matrix and the system, there, there's definitely that that feel for it because I went down the YouTube rabbit hole over the weekend and my YouTube recommendations are under Tate and bedtime stories for kids now. Like so, 
it's like get the allure if you're a young fella and you know this guy saying you know fight the system there's definitely that 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 part of it that whole anti-establishment thing of it it's even in Michael Dar uh, Danielle McKenna was on News Talk Breakfast recently enough. She's a youth project manager up in, in Rialto, and she was talking about the fact that they're even very careful with young lads about the language. They don't even use the word toxic masculinity because, as she said, masculinity is, is something to be embraced and it's a beautiful thing. But on this end of the spectrum, when 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 young lads are being taught about sexism and and how to treat women by people like Andrew Tate, this is this is dangerous. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like, like, and I, I think you have to be careful with that toxic masculinity word as well, because it does kind of drive people away and go, "Oh, that old fucking yeah," and then and then lads will, will come the other way. In, uh, yeah, like, and that anti-establishment thing is fine, and and we're all about it. And I was kind of wondering, I was comparing it to, I was actually comparing it to like the likes of Eminem when I was thinking of coming in here, and he was like, "Lads, that listen to him on his way age," and, and he has a song about killing his wife at the time, and and then like, and our generation before us were going, "Geez, those lads are walking around thinking, listening to that. Are they are they going around?" Like w- with similar views, but I, I think I think that, that there is just a, just a bit of a kind of just a bit of a, a snakier level to this, and just how it's done. Like I think it's it's been very like well acknowledged how much he's kind of gamified the system in terms of like just short YouTube clips and this this getting people like sixty percent of his of his followers to to like what he's saying and the other forty percent to hate it. It's that kind of it's that Donald Trump effect kind of where where it just gets people talking in those short snappy clips. Yeah, in a in a weird way, right? So Greta Thunberg obviously got a lot of credit for uh her owning of him and, you know, ultimately the claim that the remaining authorities saw the pizza box and and if anybody hasn't followed that story, but what it also did was it meant that everybody who follows Greta Thunberg now knows who he is, mm. and suddenly, like the amplification, um, uh, it's a it's a really uh, brilliant slash horrific use of the algorithms on TikTok and on social media, where you have a fight with somebody who is not part of your core audience, and then all of a sudden people come and they they dunk on you. But what that does is it it um, it, uh, it gets your base out going, screw you. And then all of a sudden there's these rows happening that you don't even need to be part of anymore, but your name is getting out there in lights. And um, it is the gamification of the system. A lot of people don't know who we're talking about, who were who watching this this morning. And so we do have two clips that we want to play, but there are significant trigger warnings uh, uh, ahead of these, like um, pr- pretty gross. Uh, so just be careful if you've, if you've young ears or indeed if um, you might be triggered by uh, murder or uh, abuse, then I just want to play you these two clips. We'll play them back to back, okay? So the first one is an audiogram uh, where he's talking about how he would react if a woman attacked him with a machete. Have you ever seen a woman try and do anything competently? Like, imagine a girl pick this up. Um, If I pick this up, you ain't f***ing with me. I'd have my left hand, I'd still like jab, I'd swing low, take your f***ing knee out. You ain't gonna see it coming. What would a woman do? Yeah! <laughs> slap the machete, slap her in her face, one hand, machete, and then backhand. I perfected this in pimp school. When I got my PhD, we had to practice if a girl comes at you, ah, ah, you cheated, you cheated. It's bang out the machete, boom in her face, and then grip her up by the neck. Like, shut up, bitch! There's a large contingent of men out there who don't want to wear makeup, who don't want to be girls, who don't want to be told they're toxic because they want to go to the gym, who want to drive nice cars, who want to have money, who want to have hot chicks. And there's nothing wrong with us. We are not evil. We are not bad. We're not misogynistic. We're not out to hurt anybody. Let me tell you one more thing. 
When bad things happen, they call men like us. The feminists who hate us and call us toxic, the second they have trouble, they'll call a police officer. Do you think they want a feminist male to turn up or a man like me and you? They need us and they use us. But the second we have an opinion, the second I decide to voice and talk about the things that we talk about, explain our points of view, they want to cancel us. They don't want us to speak. They just want us to defend them, build the railroads, build the roads, be the workhorses, be the slaves, and they think we're not allowed a point of view. Well, they made a fucking mistake. He's uh, currently in prison in Romania facing charges of people, tra- people trafficking and organised crime, so um, we'll see how that all ends up from but um yeah, look, that's like it's absolutely deplorable. It's also like embarrassing. Like, like it's it's like who who was who was watching that and going, "Geez, I want to be that." Like, but it's 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 that. See that narrative of of you're under attack. Like, it's that whole your masculinity is under attack. These feminists are coming out to get you. Like, it's like like that's that's what's driving people going, "Geez, I need to do something about this." Like, like like that's that's what's got, what's what's driving. And, and even his, his whole thing, like his whole his house is called the war room, and it's like it's all this under siege mentality, and and that's what's driving people. And people are like, "Geez, I, I need I need to protect." I need to protect my masculinity where where it's like equality that the that, that, that feminism are looking for like so yeah that that's a, that's a, an interesting point Eamon, that that Michael Dara says siege mentality and like uh, it often strikes me as you know, the conversation often comes up about uh, you know skinny women in magazines airbrushed to the hilt and and how that's a, a bad influence for, on young girls and how that's not realistic and not real life similar this is similar for young young lads this this is being portrayed to them as as what they need to be Hundred percent, and let's start off. It's it's incredibly hard to be a young male now, and you know from you leave your teens to the to the late twenties. It's it's hard work. There's a lot of you know we're we're going through this movement where we had our roles. You know, you know, sixties, seventies. It was it was clearly defined, and now we we're moving towards, and which I believe we're moving towards a be- better society here. And you know, there's a lot of, and I don't want to say the blame, but there's a lot of kind of guilt there in terms of the what, and I don't want to use this word patriarchy either, because again, it's one of them words that people just roll the eyes at now, but there's a lot of guilt about that whole patriarchy, and of, of course there should be, but maybe the message that's getting across to these young boys that, you know, just you, you've got to atone for all these sins, and you know, that seeps up, and the, the Tate thing is easier to get on board with, because you don't, you can just go back to the old ways, you don't have to change too much. It's an easier fit to get into, rather than going tr- embracing this this change that we're inevitably going to go towards anyway. We're going towards that that betterment. And you know, Pete, Peterson put in it when he started coming out. We don't need to change. We don't need to apologise. And now Tate's taken to the next level, and he's just going like, as you're saying from them clips in terms of what 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 he what he's all about. And, and I think young young kids, it's. It's hard for them to go that extra way, and it's just easier to get to get on board with what the likes of these boys are saying. It's mad, and, and Jerry, you, we we discussed this before the show, and you were making the point about how this isn't just kids. That Jordan Peterson did he sell out the three arena? I think he did, and that, that wasn't all teenage boys attending that either. Um, and I'd like to think a lot of people in in their friend group, if someone you know started spouting Andrew Tate's views over a dinner table with, or a few pints with your mates that people would step in and say well that's that, that's not okay but that's the point it's not just it's not just young kids looking at their phones and being plagued and, and diseased by social media it's 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 adults too yeah, and yeah. I, I know in the YouTube comments before I even open them this morning we're going to be called woke leftist um, everything, everything under the sun it's the usual crap I can't wait and, and, and they're grown men 
Yeah, no, like, and what also happened, Shane, is that people would say, "Why, why are you giving this airtime? Why are you giving what Tate wants?" But yeah. the, that that's gone. It's it's in you know the school grounds. It's it's on the phones. The whole Tate thing, young fellas are in it. So this is why we need to have these conversations, and this is why you know we, we need to because a lot of parents don't have a clue who Andrew Tate is. There's a lot of older generation that don't know about it. So we people need to have these conversations because if we just you know bury the head in the sand it's, it's no good either like I actually think the I, like it, it's interesting to watch like if you see someone with these amazing cars and this lifestyle like and I think the vast majority of people who are flicking through his stuff are like I, like they're just it's just eye candy they're like ah yeah we'll watch that but but I think it's the ones that are actually really start believing in his values like they're the ones that are actually feeling dis- they're the ones that were disconnected from society they're the ones that feel that that, that, that there isn't a place for them and, and he's given them that place they're the ones that you need to look out for and that you need to Try and push towards having a conversation with someone like that's that's like the next level, and they are only the the, the smaller percentage of it. Like everyone that ha- that follows Andrew Tate isn't a bad person. Like, mm. what do we do? What 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 is that conversation? Yeah, like it's tough, and, and the media has a big role in this, and, and I think people have been going back and forth. And we we had this with with Trump as well, going on. Oh, like when he when he came around, we're like, oh sure, it's only this 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 fella, he's he he'll blow off now. This old idiot, like, and he became the leader of the free world. Like so, like, we, like you need to be careful with how we how we address these conversations. So look, yeah, like I, I think the conversations need to be had, but w- w- without without that kind of backlash of like this is the wrong thing to do because people will just eat it up like and, and, and just, just I suppose try and have open conversations try and have people on, on both sides of the, both sides of the fence talking about it to try and understand exactly what it is that the kids feel that he's appealing to because otherwise it, like we were talking about it beforehand and um, Cameron who, who kind of put this whole thing together was making the point that a lot of people don't realise how difficult it was to get whatever form of equality we have today uh, I, I don't think we're finished I don't think that we are a fully equal society and you see it in the gender pay gap and you see it in loads of different ways um, and uh, if you're 16, 17 uh, you don't know that um, you know people of colour had it so bad for so long and we all have kind of witnessed that process that changed from the 70s, 80s, 90s that was hard won the marriage referendum so hard won like we feel like there's kind of a you know this is just the reality but actually you have to go through that process that was an iterative process you know loads of societies aren't the same Eastern Europe still very homophobic you know Um, like uh, there it's not natural that you would um, march in pride if you're a company there you know the workforce are rebelling against that type of thing Um, and they're all part of the same European Union so I guess the the point is that like what we take for granted uh, we shouldn't take for granted and we should be actually willing to explain to people uh, no equality is very important (laughs) men and women are equal and not just assume that they know it for some reason Mm. yeah and look is it a a case of like that we just we need to like highlight values as opposed to like the people who don't have the values like in in terms of like like obviously Conor McGregor is shopping at the same sweet shop as this fella like it's 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 the same thing being spouted and there's probably that whole uh, like people are like when I go onto my timelines and stuff it's probably that's been been sold at me more than like LeBron James who's, who's building sk- schools for kids and like and like like that's that's maybe less interesting to highlight as opposed to McGregor doing whatever McGregor does next the usual nonsense like you you said you're there what, you know what what do we do and the reality is we're probably talking this morning mostly to pa- parents of young lads as opposed to young lads now some young lads will see this as well but. And, and look, you do have to cut it at the source, and, and people like like Tate and Peterson aren't going to go away necessarily. But 
the conversation came up with, with Daniel McKenna, who I mentioned, the youth, youth worker in Rialto, and she talked about phones and how you know, she was being asked, you know, when, when should you be okay with your young lad or young girl having a, having a mobile phone? And she was like, well, as soon as you're okay with them seeing porn and seeing people like Andrew Tate pop up, that's when you buy the phone for your kid. Because the reality is, as soon as you get the phone, they're going to see this, this crap. Like, is, is there, what, what can parents do? Like, your work, even Michael Dyer, working with, with young people, is there an onus on parents, like, even parents watching this this morning? They're probably sitting there going, what, what can I, how do I, how do I interfere, interfere here? I'll actually kick that back to Eamon, he's full of babies over there. Well, that's true, <laughs> you've, you've young lads in the house, Eamon, so like, what, what, how do you go about ensuring that the young lads don't either see this or become familiar with it and, 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 and grow to, to, I guess, agree with it? I, and I think you just hit the nail on the head until you're ready, until that young fella is ready, you know, to see, you know, see the things, the legs of porn and the legs of these uh, poisonous, um, poisonous viewpoints. Then, you know, it could be sixteen, it could be seventeen, it could be eighteen. That's when you ha- that's when you hand them the phone. Um, and I, and I know parents. I was one of these parents that there was never going to be screen time here. There was never going to be YouTube. And unfortunately. I, I trolled them YouTube, like, give me 10 minutes piece here. Give me a head piece for 10 minutes. Bit of YouTube, throw it on. And, you know, you can sell a wee bit of your principles on, on that there now. But some of them you have to remain steadfast in, in terms of what what you, what gateway do you open for this for this young mind? And when, do you, when is the right time to open it? There's no set time. But, you know, you have to make that judgment call as a parent. And just what, what can we do for young folks? I think schools... In terms of the way we disseminate information, because a lot of a lot of what Tate talks about, and, and even Peterson, like Peterson, does say some good stuff, but there's a lot of stuff he's just way way off the mark with. And and the, how young people we should teach them about this. There's very little to it. Like Tate's on about, you know, go to the gym, choose not to be depressed. And and if if a young person is watching that, and if he has the right tools to be able to just analyze this, well, what's he actually saying here? And call it out as the you know the BS that it is, then that, that that's that's possibly something. And parents obviously can help with that too. How because there's so much of this information that's something that we're going to have to to talk about for this generation in terms of what's actually right and 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 what is what what isn't what the whole the whole the media narrative. Because it's really, I mean, it's a peer it's peer to peer this. Uh, the dissemination of the information and uh, it's obviously far more powerful than you saying to somebody oh you shouldn't do this when one of his mates said well of course we're going to do this because we've just been told not to mm-hmm. but like um, so it's it's um, it's misogynistic but pretty quickly it becomes racist and all of a sudden mm-hmm. you know this becomes um, this becomes a fire that we can't put out so we just need to be that's why it is important to have these conversations and I don't uh, the toolkit for teaching people to deal with it like you can't deal with this stuff at 13. You make mistakes at 13. You you, you learn by making your mistakes. I, I'm I'm, uh, I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, look, I'm not, I'm not I'm not I don't have some some miracle answer now. In fairness, like, and it's 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 not easy. I just like to try and keep the keep the conversation open, but not just kind of as I said, just not going to kick it down the road and pretend that it's not going to it's not going to affect us. Like, I think, I think it's it's uh, it's it's in the conversation need to, need, need to happen about it. Is there a role for sport and sports teams? Do you need to be aware of it, or is that is that like too? Is it is that supposed to be a safe space where it's not the job of like the soccer team or the basketball team or whatever to like say don't be pricks, lads? Yeah, no, I think I think I think sport completely has a role, like and and it's, it's a better space to deal with it usually, and and look and and this and and that whole that whole 
like dressing rooms aren't perfect places at all. They're 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 not woke environments in general. Mm. Um, and and I suppose like and, and they've definitely changed in my last fifteen years in dressing rooms. From what you could say or what people said fifteen years ago has definitely changed. But it's not it's not it's not it's not gotten to the gotten to the nirvana yet. It's it, like the, there's still nonsense going on. So, but it, it, I think it, it is a better place, and it, it probably comes from coaches to be able to like set that narrative conversation. But it's very tough. Like I wasn't stepping outside of my box at eighteen. I wasn't telling someone like you're not allowed. You're not allowed to say that. Like you know, like at eighteen, I, like I was still trying to find myself. I didn't know. I didn't know where it was. And when I came back in my thirties, then I'm like, yeah, like I was like, don't ever say that. Like yeah. So it's 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 it's, it's not easy. It really isn't. For, for me, sport, it's, it's got to be, there's got to be leaders in, in the local. You know, I think in an elite environment, we shouldn't take, and we won't get any leadership from any elite sports, be it boxing, be it cycling, you know, s- soccer or, or whatever. I, I think at a local level, that's where we need to see, to see your leaders and to see your, you know, the coaches down the local club stepping in and maybe they see a conversation that strikes up, come, come down it and, you know, not come down that hard, but just educate and say, do you do you honestly believe that now? Because it says it's hard being that young kid nowadays, and and I think if we if we come down hard in this, and you know we, we totally you know, put it in the forbidden section, that there it's just going to make it um, more more appealing to, to the to the young people. I, I was at a play recently. Uh, Timmy Creed did a play called Splice, the one-man play about hurling. But it's all—it's all about that kind of dressing room culture, and it's really interesting. We, and we had a conversation afterwards, and like I think I think that's what we were, we were talking about that as well in terms of like there's probably two or three leaders in every single dressing room that actually completely set the tone of what happens in that dressing room. Like, and, and that, that that'll happen at all ages. Like, and they will like in whatever way they want to pull and steer the dressing room. We'll, we'll, we'll trickle down to, to, to everything else that happens so it's 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 important as I said it's not easy for you to be the person that steps up but if you're listening to that and you are in that dressing room like to have those conversations with those two or three people can be can make it a different place for the better yeah. I think the other thing is to try and create an alternative version of reality that is actually a positive sense of what it means to be <coughs> a, a man or to define yourself as a man to be masculine like um, and so to take it away from the conversation where the only way is uh, for it to be associated with negativity. And that's difficult because that's like, uh, you know, um, chiseling off uh, generations of, of um, conversation. But like, um, I know Gizzy tries to talk about this a good bit, about like positive masculinity and celebrating who you are as a man without it actually damaging or without it being uh, negative or aggressive. And running around the nip, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, no, no, no better man than Gizzy to, to to push that. But yeah, like that's what I was saying. Like, like to, to highlight those valley, values of like respect, integrity, and as I said, like LeBron James might be somebody who did that. Like, and unfortunately, I was going in rabbit holes as well of of, of Andrew Tate and it's a dangerous place. And then it just popped up like it was like a minute of Usain Bolt being sound to strangers, some like random clip, and it was like it was so refreshing. <laughs> it was yeah. like that's yeah. what you can do. You can actually just be sound to to, to strangers instead instead of being this, this like ridiculous human being. Um, so yeah, so that, that's the point. That's why you came in because you wanted to talk about this, keep this conversation going. And I think like yourself and, and Eamon are both role models. You know, GA players realistically are role models in Irish society. It would take it's going to take a lot more people like yourselves who are role models to come out. Against what Andrew Tate and, and George, the likes of Jordan Peterson are saying, I know what Eamon's going to say there. Just in terms of like, like all the club levels, like all the local lads in, in clubs are the role models in their clubs and their yeah. towns as well. And, that, and, that, and that's where the conversation needs to trickle. All right. Any final thoughts, Eamon? 
No, that's just it's good to have the good to have the conversation. I can just make pe- people aware of it. And, and so it's just the heavy-handed approach. It's it's tough being that young person, and you know, we we've got to ad- acknowledge what we did, what the patriarchy did, and you know try and become better without taking a step backwards. Now, if if that makes sense. Uh, maybe just all run around the fields and carry with Gizzy in the nip and uh, it'll all be sorted it's on the agenda alright Michael Darren McCauley Dan McGee thanks lads OTB AM with Gillette get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar